Hello and welcome to this new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mahangi. Today, Sister Biki Arunga will be talking about worshipping the Lord during the Bible segment. Before that, we'll be having Savim Teshi talk about cataracts. We also have great tunes that will be coming away. To start off, here is Thika Main Choir with the song, Yesu Alitembea.
I'm glad that you're still keeping me company. Here's today's health segment by Msavim Teshi. Welcome. listener welcome to our program health nuggets i am your presenter musavi muteshi today our topic is cataracts a cataract is the clouding of the normally clear lens of the eye for people who have cataracts vision is a bit like looking through a frosty or fogged up window clouded vision caused by cataracts can make it difficult to read drive or even see the face of the person to whom you are talking. Most cataracts develop slowly, so they do not cause problems with vision early on. As they worsen, however, vision becomes more and more disturbed. Other vision problems that occur with cataracts include increasing difficulty with seeing at night, seeing halos around lights, sensitivity to light, sensitivity to glare, and double vision in a single eye. Your eye's lens is located behind the colored part of your eye. It focuses the light that comes into your eye, producing a clear, sharp image onto the membrane of nerves at the back of the eyeball that acts like the film of a camera. A cataract scatters the light as it passes through the lens, preventing a sharp image from reaching the back of the eye. As a result, the vision becomes blurred. As we age, the lenses in our eyes normally become less flexible, less transparent, and thicker. The tissues of the lens begins to break down and clump together, clouding small areas of the lens. Aside from aging, risk factors that increase the likelihood of our developing cataracts include prior eye injuries, prior eye surgery, diabetes, drinking excessive amounts of alcohol, excessive exposure to direct sunlight or radiation, high blood pressure, obesity, smoking, and the taking of steroids. To diagnose cataracts, a doctor will ask you to read an eye chart. This measures how well you can read a series of letters. He will also use a light to directly examine how clear or cloudy your lens is. He will then dilate your eye to open the pupil wide to inspect the back of your eye. Treatment of cataracts is difficult. With early cataracts, stronger lighting and wearing eyeglasses will help you to see better. But as the clouding becomes more severe, the only way to return to normal vision is to undergo cataract surgery. Some lifestyle changes can help you deal with the symptoms of cataracts until surgery is required. Make sure your eyeglasses are the most accurate prescription possible. Improve the lighting in your home with brighter lamps. Use a magnifying glass to read. Also, when you go outside during the day, wear sunglasses or a broad-brimmed hat to reduce glare and limit your nighttime driving. As your cataracts become severe, surgery will be required, but because cataracts do not harm the eye itself, there is no rush to remove them early. Most eye doctors suggest considering surgery only when they begin to affect your quality of life, interfering with your ability to perform normal activities such as reading or seeing well at night. During cataract surgery, your clouded lens will be removed and replaced with a lens made of plastic. The replacement lens becomes a part of your eye. Your doctor will numb the area around your eye and you will stay awake during the procedure. 
If you live in an area where plastic replacement lenses are not available, your doctor will simply remove the clouded lens and correct your vision with eyeglasses or contact lenses. Cataract surgery is generally safe, but it carries a risk of infection and bleeding. It is usually done one eye at a time with a few weeks between surgeries. You might ask how you can prevent developing cataracts in the first place. You may be able to delay or reduce your risk of developing them by having regular eye exams. Eye exams can detect cataracts at their earliest stages and taking precautions early on can slow their development. If you smoke, quit. It has been shown that people who smoke more than 15 cigarettes a day are three times more likely to develop cataracts than non-smokers. It is well known that radiation from sunlight and radiation from cancer treatments speeds the development of cataracts. So wear sunglasses or a broad rim hat when you go outdoors into direct sunlight. If you have health problems such as diabetes, high blood pressure, or obesity, managing these conditions will help to slow the development of cataracts. One of the most important choices you can make to prevent the development of cataracts is to eat a diet that includes plenty of fruits and vegetables. Scientific evidence is mounting that a diet rich in colorful fruits and vegetables is helpful in preventing the formation of cataracts by providing the vitamins and antioxidants that guard against damage to your eyes lens. A recent scientific study in Europe looked at the association between diet and cataracts in the population with a wide range of diets. It found that vegetarians were at lower risk for cataracts than were meat eaters. A more recent study showed that eating foods rich in a variety of vitamins and minerals, such as you find in fruits and vegetables, postpones the development of the most common forms of cataracts. It has also been shown, for the first time. That a relationship exists between cataracts and plasma levels of the red, yellow, and orange plant pigments called carotenoids. People with low levels of carotenoids have more than five times the incidence of cataract formation compared to normal people. Carotenoids are found in dark green leafy vegetables, as well as in orange and red fruits and vegetables such as tomatoes, peaches, squash, and carrots. Remembering which fruit or vegetable contains which vitamin isn't important. Just remember that adding a variety of colorful fruits and vegetables to your diet ensures that you are eating a diet that is healthy for your eyes. Health Nuggets is written by Dr. Richard Yukel. Medical doctor working in the United States. The medical views expressed in this program are his and may differ for your particular health needs. If you need medical advice, please consult a medical professional in your area. Thank you for listening. For those who just joined us, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Do not forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 422-76, Code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Like I promised, here's a song, Ndugu Unahabari by Ziwani Church Choir. 
It is now time to get a spiritual nourishment from Sister Becky Arunga. Be blessed. Beloved, I have experienced the joy of the Lord in the land of the living. I do not know if that too is your experience. But one thing I know is that God is faithful and is able to make it our experience if we ask and trust in him. I want us to study about character yet again and see how we can be truly trustworthy, can be truly trusting in God even when we lose everything that he shall make a way. Allow me to bring to our view the fact that even the devil, given a chance, he is always roaring, seeking to devour. And were he given a chance, he would wrought so many destructions upon us. But because of God, we are safe. I am Becky Arunga. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your divine providence and for this opportunity to study. I ask that you may afford us an opportunity to listen to trust in you, to obey your word, and to elevate your standards day by day in our activities and in our lives. Thank you for every good and every perfect gift, including this Bible study that we have. Be blessed, bless us all, and may your name be exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as we are studying about the story of Job, uh, three things stand out, his character, his family, and his possession, and his relationship with his character, his family, and his possession. So at a point, Satan accused Job and told God that Job is only faithful to God because of the hedge of protection that God has put around him. And when God allowed Satan to touch all that Job had, he moved with so terrific speed that you can imagine what would happen if that is what he was allowed to do daily in our lives. Job chapter 1 verse 13, a sad account indeed. Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said the oxen were plowing and the donkeys fell feeding beside them when the Sabians raided them and took them away. Indeed they have killed the servants to the age of the sword and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking another also came and said the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them 
And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said the Chaldeans formed three bands and raided the camels and took them away. Yes, and killed the servants to the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young people, and they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Beloved, what a sad story. In quick succession, this man lost all his possession starting from his donkeys going on to his sheep to his camels and lastly to his family his sons and daughters and it is just amazing for he not only lost his sons and daughters but also his house it is a sad state of affairs. Just look at this criteria that the devil used. We are told of Job that he had a character, family, and possession. In Satan, when he has been allowed to attack Job, immediately ventures on taking his possession. Because in his mind, he thinks that when you take the possession of man, you are able to make him weak so that he is vulnerable. But Job after losing his donkeys and oxen, he was still calm. But while he was receiving the message of his oxen and donkey, another comes and says he's lost all his sheep. While he is still receiving that message, another comes and says, we have lost the camels. And lastly, someone comes and says, your sons and daughters have been struck by lightning in the house. Those were the sad news that this servant of God received in one single day. Because the devil had the chance to take all that Job had just to test if his belief in God was for real. And sure enough, when that did happen, verse 20 tells us, Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head. And he fell to the ground and worshipped. How amazing. How many of us take time to worship God when we have problems? How many of us take time to worship God when things do not go our way? Or is it that we are quick to get angry? James chapter 1 verses 9 says, Be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to get angry. That as you're quick to listen, you are slow to speak and slow to get angry. We are seeing here in the life of Job, he is quick to listen. And essentially, as every messenger is coming, he is listening fast, designing them. He is also slow to speak because we do not see him commenting after each message arrives. And then once all the messages arrived and he has the opportunity again to speak or rather to get angry, he does neither of them. He simply kneels down and worship. How beautiful it is. How important it is to worship God, whether in rain or in sunshine, whether in the mountain or in the valley. And this is what he said. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What deep trust. 
How many times have you lost something and you're quick to complain and murmur? How many times have you lost a loved one and you're always asking God, why me? Who do you want if not you? How many times do temptation assail us and we're telling God, this one is too much for me to bear? We hold so closely to our possession that we think we are the ones who own them. But from the story and account of Job, it is clear it is the God who gives and it is he who takes away. It is God who gives and it is he who takes away. Beloved, let us learn like Job to worship, to give thanks in all things, for this is the will of God in our lives. Allow us to read First Thessalonians and see how the Apostle Paul now writes several years later regarding this that we have seen in the life of Job to tell us just how important it is to give thanks in all that we seek to do. The book of First Thessalonians chapter 5, we have various things that Paul is teaching to the church in Thessalonica. Let me start from verse 16. It says, Rejoice always. Rejoicing does not mean there is no pain, but it simply means even amidst pain, you're able to trust in God's providence. Like Job, you're able to worship because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Pray without ceasing. Verse 17. And verse 18 is, in everything give thanks. Everything includes in good and bad times, in sickness as in health, in wealth as in poverty, in weakness as in strength, in failure as in success. In everything give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. As you make the Lord's prayer and say, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, the will of God for us is that we give thanks in all things. I pray that this be your experience. I pray that from today henceforth, trust in the Lord to help you to give thanks in all things. It is a difficult feat, but we can learn from Job. Him, he says, it is the Lord who gave and the Lord has taken. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And verse 22 is the affirmation of his faithfulness. In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. May the Lord bless you. Let us pray. Father, the life of Job is a direct rebuke to us who are daily murmuring and complaining even when nothing has befallen us of so great magnitude. But this day we come to you with a contrite and humble heart for we know that you shall not cast us out, Lord. Father, I thank you and I exalt you, for I know that each one of us, many times we have murmured, but we seek that you forgive us. Lord, your grace is sufficient, for your strength is made perfect in our weakness. Give us the grace to trust you more, to take you at your word, to trust in you and to say that it is you who gave and it is you who was taken. Help us to prove faithful by standing up and being counted. O oh Lord, our God, you are our rock, you are our shield and our comfort. As we struggle with the vicissitudes of life, make a way 
Give us strength to overcome. This I pray, believing and trusting in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much, child of God, for finding time. It is a blessing. It is a privilege to study God's word. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you safe. Remember, it is the Lord who gives and it is the Lord who takes away. Always blessed be the name of the Lord. I hope that you've been blessed just like I was. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of our show for today. Feel free to give your views, comments, or questions about the show by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also drop us an email at Nairobi at have a blessed and a fruitful day as you continue to listen to other shows. Be sure to join us tomorrow. I have been your host, Samuel Mangi.
Kichelewa mlango utafungwa Itakuwa jesi kuyo ya